Hello, I'm Oliver Condit, the editor of BBC Music Magazine, and welcome to the BBC Music Podcast. You can buy a copy of the magazine at your local newsagents or download our app to your iPad, Kindle Fire or Android tablet. And for the latest music news and more, head to our website at classical-music.com. This week, we've gathered together members of the BBC Music Magazine team for First Listen, a monthly slot where members of the magazine team chat about and rate an important new release. So with me in the BBC Music Studio today, uh, Jeremy Pound, the Deputy Editor, Rebecca Franks, our Reviews Editor, and Rosie Pentreath, our Online Editor and Staff Writer. Hello. Hello. This month, we've been listening to a recording of Tchaikovsky's two piano concertos performed by soloist Simon Tripchevsky with the Royal Liverpool Philharmonic Orchestra under Vasily Petrenko. And that's on the Onyx label. So is this new recording a romantic triumph or like the premiere of the first concerto back in 1875, something of a disappointment? Uh, Jeremy, the uh, first concerto was something of a disappointment at the premiere, wasn't it? It was, yes. Um, it was the whole the whole work had a, a very tortured history. Uh, poor old Tchaikovsky. It was it was kind of turned down by his dedicatee, who said it was too difficult. Kind of sent him into a bit of a spin. I'm not surprised that he sort of went into a deep depression after that. And then, as you say, the the actual premiere itself was was disappointing. Um, but like a lot of the great works, it kind of found its place over time, and eventually, actually, Rubinstein himself admitted it was a it was a great work. So it was it was. Um, I think Tchaikovsky eventually won over. Mm. I'm not so sure about the great work, though. I think it's uh, the first theme comes in once, and then it's played again, and then is never heard again. I think the piano writing can be quite leaden in the first. I think I think Tripchesky does a wonderful job of actually lightening it and making it into a um, a much more sort of palatable. Work, I, I think. Well, I think the thing is with the first concerto, I mean, both these concertos have these really huge first movements where the piano just seems to be trying to, to break away from the orchestra. You know, you get these really long virtuosic solo passages um, and then you have to balance that, this kind of episodic design with, with, the, with the orchestra. Um, and I think that was quite hard to, to make that coherent in, in both of the concertos, actually. And I think, I think that they do a really nice job of, of sort of pulling that together mm, yeah that struck me how the relationship with the orchestra and Tripchevsky it was it was amazing sort of how he fits in with the winds at certain times and the strings and things like that I, thought that I think be- I think there can be too much of the musicologist though in saying that it's not a great work because yes structurally it might be might be weak but the fact is it's remained one of the favorites of the concert hall for mm. well over 130 years and so that kind of tells its own tale really doesn't it yeah, I'm not saying that I because I do think that the first concerto is and I think it's a, is a great piece of music. I think it's hard to hard to pull off, but I think it is a great piece of music. It's very episodic, and I think it needs it needs complete teamwork. And I think the exciting thing here is that uh, Petrenko and, and Tripchevsky have worked together on other uh, Russian piano concertos and, and, and are friends. I mean, they're sort of best buddies, if you like, um, and, and 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 they work exceptionally well together and seem to understand where each other is going. Um, I think I'd like to, uh, we'd like to play an extract, I think, from the second movement of the concerto.
Jamie, the last movement, it's a, it's a bit of a sort of a horse's gallop, I think, isn't it? It's a wonderful horse's gallop, though. It's a very folky gallop. This is what I quite like about the, the first concerto, which is why I kind of rile against any accusations of it not being a, a masterpiece, is that you do have three terrifically different moods over the three movements. And then, say, the last one's very folky, very dancey. It reminds me of the last movement of the Grieg, actually, with that sort of absolutely, yeah. sense yes. of... In um, fact, the structure of the whole concerto abandoned, reminds me really. of the Grieg. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Yes, you got that. Yes, you do have that main theme at the beginning, which is, I suppose, it was a, a way of thinking in those days. Really, the the, the, the piano introducing everything. Yeah, and Suddenly I guess the piano being, you know, with Mozart, obviously the piano was important, but the orchestra had that grand introduction. But with the piano, the really from the start, the grand statement. And also, I guess you just touched on there the, the folky feel. So Tchaikovsky is one of these composers who's drawing on the Russian folk tradition, and you get all these wonderful kind of folk inflections and the melodies that come through. That um, I don't know that it's very direct. There's a real directness to them that um, I think gives it instant appeal. And as you say, if you've got a player like Tripcheski who can really make it dance, then it really really pays off. And he does, I think. I really think he does. Um, I think we'll hear, we'll hear an extract from this Allegro con Fuoco from the Concerto Number 1. So that was the last movement of the Piano Concerto Number no. 1. Piano Concerto Number no. 2 seems to be much more restrained, much more classical, much more refined, I think. Rebecca, you, you however... I have mixed don't. feelings about the second Piano Concerto. I think it has an absolutely gorgeous middle movement. I think that, that second movement, I could just listen to that all day. Um, I think the... Well, what, about, what, what is it about it, though, that you think is, is extraordinary? Oh, the second movement. Well, we hear it here in um, a sort of revised version, which is much shorter, um, and it has this glorious melodic outpourings. Um, there's a, it moves into a sort of central trio section where you have the leader of the orchestra of violins, James Clark, and uh, here the lead cellist as well, um, playing this glorious, glorious trio um, that just... It's just full of real... It's like a moment of chamber music in the middle of, a, middle of a concerto, isn't it? It's terrific. Yeah. And it's quite extended as well. That's what's surprising about it. It's not just a, a little glimpse of a trio. It actually goes on for quite a while and you kind of lose yourself in another world, don't you? And then you come back into the into the full concerto again. This is a much more mature Tchaikovsky, yeah. isn't it? I mean, yeah. it takes, takes you back much more to the sort of classical world. Yeah, absolutely. I feel that the opening is extremely joyous and it's... Um, in um, Tripchaski's notes, he wrote that he, he once heard this concerto and he really wanted to be able to feel the sunny side and to be able to play it. Um, and I think with that, and then, yeah, you've got this kind of... It's more melancholic, the second movement, extremely beautiful. You do feel like Tchaikovsky's come of age with this concerto. Um, he wrote it after his marriage and after the year where he'd, you know, he'd been in extreme financial difficulty in 1877. It came after all of that, so that might explain perhaps why there are these massive depths of emotion. I don't know if anyone agrees. It does feel very emotional. Yes, I, I kind of sort of... I wonder if it's the sort of slightly weak opening which kind of means it hasn't quite had the same impact as yeah. the first piano concerto because ironically just after we've been saying actually Tchaikovsky never does much with the with the, that grand opening theme of the first concerto 
That is that's what people know about it. Whereas here you don't get something that's like that. Exactly, I yeah, just kind of feel that, that, that exactly, it's a bit weaker. It's kind oh, of a little I, bit I, silly. I think, <laughs> I think it's stronger than the opening of the first. I, I think, think the, the first is... I think the theme of the first is very clumsy. Abs- I think it's yeah. a big, hammery, in-your-face Russian theme that sort of says, you know, this is a melody, where I think the, 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 the opening movement of the second is much more symphonic. But it's you like, remember, you remember the opening of the first. That's the thing that sticks with you. It's the second, you think, what's he going to do with this? And he does do well, interesting think, things yeah, so I think beyond beyond the very opening few bars, once you get into the first movement of the second, there's so many colours he brings out and so many little interactions with the orchestra. You've got amazing moments where the piano has got his sort of flourishing solos and it meets the flute and things like that. Those are really special moments for me. I think I think it has it does offer a lot. It doesn't remind me very much of Tchaikovsky though. That first movie, strange enough. It doesn't. If I if I didn't know that it was by Tchaikovsky and I heard it for the first time, if it was Brahms or something. I wouldn't not. Oh yeah, I wouldn't guess it. I was thinking. I was actually thinking someone like you know Sindig or Alnes or something odd like that. Just doesn't really say so Tchaikovsky well, to me. Sh- should we hear the um, the opening movement to the piano concerto and then we'll move into the an extract straight away from the Andante non troppo, which is the um, Silotti uh, version, shorter in fact. <laughs> So that was the uh, an extract from the first and the second movement of the piano concerto number two. And what I loved about the second movement of this concerto is Tripcheski's beautifully soft touch on the piano, which you don't really, I feel, have in its full beauty in the first concerto. It's almost as if he's reserved that sort of special playing for the second concerto. Yeah. It's almost mm. as if he feels he, he's more fond of this concerto. Yeah, I think you can. I was going to say that comes across that he really does love love the second concerto. I think it makes it a special find. And it shows off the, sh- the chamber musician him in as well, doesn't it? I'm, I know we mentioned that this is a little sort of chamber section, but it shows the sort of the interaction between him and the violinist and the cellist is, is really beautifully balanced. And I, I think that really, did, uh, yes, as you say, the sort of performing aspect of it really stood out because for me, and I think I'm probably at odds with everybody else here, I thought that the RLP, I've heard them on record on, on better form, I think... Um, I think they do a very, you know, they're obviously wonderful orchestrating some very good playing. But I, if you think of the Rachmaninoff first symphony they did earlier this year, it was so incredibly committed and polished. Um, and all the, their Shostakovich symphony series, you know, for Naxos, mm. just really superlative playing. And I just felt there were some kind of, 
moments of tuning that could be better, some slightly I'll tell you what I really loved muddy about sound. This. I'll tell you what I really loved about this, though, and, 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 I, and I agree with you to a certain extent, but I love the balance between the piano and the orchestra. I thought that they got it spot on. The recording engineer that Onyx have, have got for this, um, and in fact, I haven't seen who it is, but... Um, uh, it, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's outstanding. It really is. I mean, they've managed to pull off something very um, um, coherent and cohesive. So shall we hear the, the very sort of sunny final movement of the, of the second piano concerto? <laughs> final movements of the second piano concerto i absolutely love it um this is it's a great way to finish it if you like the the litolf scherzo actually it reminds me quite a lot of that sort of the up and down runs it's very very lively very sprightly um it's probably not his most sophisticated bit of writing but if it doesn't put you in a good mood i don't know what will so scores on the doors please um jeremy I liked this disc a lot. I liked having Piano Concertos number one and number two, the second of which I don't know very well at all on the same disc. I thought it was really committed playing. That lovely moment in the kind of chamber section, the second concerto worked wonders for me, and I'm going to give it eight out of ten. Rosie? I'm going to go for nine, actually. Um, I think it's, yeah, superb playing. The orchestra and um, the soloist, the way they communicate is just fantastic. Um, And, yeah, I love this second concerto. Rebecca? I'd like to give this seven and a half. I thought there was some really superb, really elegant and um, virtuosic playing from Simon Tripczewski and and really lovely sort of coherent vision from Petrenko and the RLPO. Um, as I say, I think there were some moments of... Well, I just think I've heard them slightly better, which is why I've given it seven and a half and not, say, eight. Well, I'm going to slightly beg to differ because I'm going to give this nine... Um, as Rosie's given it nine. What I really loved about this was the recording quality, um, the balance between the piano and the orchestra, and textures I've not heard before from this piece, um, thanks to superb orchestral playing um, and wonderful articulation and um, textures from Simon Tripczewski's playing. And I thought the tempos were, were, were to my mind, um, spot on, really. So I'm going to give this nine. So complicated maths... Uh, division later we've given this disc 8.375 so that brings us to the end of this month's first listen join us next month when we'll be getting together once more to discuss another major new recording goodbye goodbye thank you for listening to this bbc music magazine podcast which was produced in our bristol studio by jack fletcher for more of our podcasts visit our website at classical-music.com or simply head to itunes